are listening to the international hit show, The Baby Names Podcast. And here are your hosts, the Moss Sisters. I'm Jennifer Moss. And I'm Mallory Moss Katz. And we're the founders of babynames.com. And we're sisters too. We are. So our first segment is names we've found since the last episode, or should I say interesting, unique names that caught our attention. I've always liked the name Thalia, T-H-A-L-I-A, and I've seen it again on some TV series. I don't remember which one, but I first heard it on the old 60s TV show, The Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, where one of his loves is Thalia Menninger, played by Tuesday Weld, another cool name. Um, So Thalia is a Greek name pretty old. She was one of the nine muses in Greek mythology, and it means to blossom. It can be spelled Thalia, like I spelled it before, T-H-A-L-I-A, or Thalia, like Princess Leia with L-E-I-A at the end of it. Hmm. Well, I have a niece-in-law named Talia, Mm. which is spelled almost exactly like Thalia, the first one, without the H. Her nickname, though, is Twirly Tops. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, that's a term of endearment, and we're going to be talking about those. We are. And I like the name Beatrix, like from Kill Bill and Beatrix Potter. Right. There's Nola, short for Finola, and also for New Orleans, Louisiana. It means fair shoulders. Mm -hmm. Then there's Nima, born in prosperity, and that's Swahili. And then I just wanted to pay tribute to Devin, my dear old friend who passed a couple of years ago. And his name is after an English county name. Interesting, Devin. I like the name Devin. And I remember Devin growing up. He was a kind soul. Yes, he was. And on a more positive note, this is Valentine's week, and I better be getting something good for my hubby. I hate Valentine's Day. Why? Well, one, I'm never seeing anyone, so that sucks. But even when I am and this holiday comes around, it's awkward and you feel so obligated to do something and to celebrate. I don't know. I've become a big curmudgeon about it. Apparently. Well, in honor of this holiday, which shall not be named, (laughs) we're going to talk about names that have something to do with love. And also terms of endearment. Not the movie. Those Pet names that you call your loved ones like honey, sweetie pie, babe, and, well, we'll get to these a little later. So first, let's talk about names that evoke love. The most obvious one would be Valentine. Yeah, and a couple things about this name. One, it is the male character in one of my favorite novels, Stranger in a Strange Land. It was a 1960s sci-fi book by Robert A. Heinlein. And in the book, Valentine Michael Smith is a human raised on Mars, but then comes back to Earth as an adult with Martian powers and philosophies. It's just so good. I hear they're going to make it into a movie, but it just never came about yet. Uh, Second, 
I, you know, I prefer names based on Valentine, but aren't so literal like Valtine or Valtina, the name of one of my former coworkers. Although she said the problem with having the name Valtina was that. Let me guess. People called her Valentina. Yes. I still like the shortened version, though. Other literal names are love, like Courtney Love. Mm -hmm. Or Jennifer Love Hewitt. I actually knew a Dr. Love. Ooh. Then there's a Dora, a Moore, love in Spanish, and a Mora, a Gapo or a Gapito, love in Greek, Desiree, and a name that has become more popular since texting, Ely, I-L-Y. Ely? An acronym for I Love You. Uh, I get it. Okay. Also, I-L-Y-S, Elise. Oh. Or Ilya, I love you so. Oh, and Ilya? Mm-hmm, I love you always. Okay, that's not so bad, I guess. Now, some names come with love in the meaning, and those would be like David and Davida, and all of its iterations, including Dewey, and that means beloved. French names aim for love, or aime, is it pronounced aime? M. M. Esme, popular since the Twilight series, and Amy, all mean love, as does Mahal, as in Taj. Thandwe, T-H-A-N-D-I-W-E, is an African name, Zosha origin, which means beloved, and so does the Japanese name Suki. Mabel, one of those old-fashioned names coming back into style, means lovable. Amanda means worthy of love. In fact, many names that have the A-M element in them mean something to do with love. For example, Amadeus, Wolfgang Mozart's middle name, literally means love of God. Well, the name Philbert means love bright. Oh, Philbert. I hope that name comes back into style. I sure hope it doesn't. Why? <laughs> I think it's cute. Well, Birdie is cute, but we could leave the fill at home. Okay. Um, Drury, as in Drury Lane, is from an English surname meaning love, friendship. Oh, I like that. Drury would make a great alternative name to Drew. Some others include Ballant, which is Hungarian for health or love. Darlene, which is dear loved one. Kali Aloha which is a Hawaiian for beloved child. And actually the word aloha, which is often used as a greeting in Hawaii, literally translates to joyful sharing of love. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Nah, don't be dumb. No, I really do. Okay, and you'll like this one, Lolo Vivi, an African name meaning there's always love or sweet love. Hmm. Jamoke is an African Yoruba name, meaning everyone loves the child. It's usually a shortened version of Ola Jamoke or Ada Jamoke. And then there's Aziz, as in comedian Aziz Ansari, which means beloved and powerful. Ooh. And then there's Cher, Cheryl, and all its iterations, which mean beloved. Mm-hmm. Astor is an Irish name, meaning loved ones. Chaviva is Hebrew, meaning beloved. And Priya is an Indian Sanskrit name, meaning the same. I think it's Priya. 
Priya, okay. Yeah. Now, some names that have heart in the meaning, Cora, which is Greek, Corazon, which is Spanish, Cor, mm -hmm. which is French, all mean heart, literally. Ipo is Hawaiian for sweetheart or lover. Asho is Persian for pure of heart. Kokuro is Japanese, meaning heart or spirit. Lev is a Hebrew name, meaning heart. Yolo, yolo Yolotli. Huh? Yolotli. Is a Native American Aztec name, meaning heart, while... Nochimine. Is a Iowa name, meaning no heart. No heart. That's mean. Yeah, that wouldn't be too kind to name a child. Now, on to some names that are associated with love, like gods, goddesses, characters, etc. Cupid was the Roman god of lust and desire, but now we associate it with a little cherub baby shooting heart arrows. I wouldn't name your child Cupid. No, not a good choice. Cytheria is a Greek goddess of love, as is Venus and Tanith. Venus is the Roman equivalent of Aphrodite, the goddess of love and beauty. Her name is the root of the word aphrodisiac. Ooh. Eris was the son of Aphrodite and the Greek god of love and passion. Freya, or... It's either Y-A or J-A, yeah. ...is the Norse goddess of love. Lada is the Slavic goddess of love. And Ziva, the goddess of love and fertility in Hindu. Parvati is known as a goddess of love and devotion, as the consort of the Hindu god Shiva. She is one of the many forms of Shakti, the all-powerful female force in the universe. I'll take these or else you'll curse me for giving them to you. <laughs> so here we go. In Chinese mythology, Jiuqian, Zhan Yu, is the Chinese goddess of war, sex, and longevity, and Yuelao, a god of love who binds two people together with an invisible red string. Ooh, that's cool. A couple more. In Buddhism, Kuni is the god of love with a K. And finally, in Egyptian lore, Bastet is the goddess of love, protection, perfume, beauty, dance, and your favorite, cats. Ah, she's my kind of goddess right there. I now worship Bastet. Goddess of cat ladies. <laughs> Some given names associated with love are Romeo, one of the title characters from William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, Valentino, as in Rudolph, the great lover of the silent screen, Cleopatra, to some extent, Giacomo Casanova, for sure, Flynn, from Errol Flynn, where the phrase in like Flynn came from because he had a reputation for winning over women. And we can't forget Hef, infamous playboy Hugh Hefner, and the historic Don Juan. And the more recent Christian Grey. Well, that whole Fifty Shades phenomenon probably did influence the popularity of the Grey names like Grey, Grayson, and Graydon. But anyway, for more love names, go to our advanced search and enter love or heart in the meeting box. Okay, Schmoopy, now we're going to talk about terms of endearment. You know, those things you call your loved ones to show how special they are to you. 
I remember you and your first husband going around calling each other putty. <laughs> oy, 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 that was embarrassing. It was from Putty Tat. We also called each other Schnuggie. I don't care. It's kind of icky. It reminded me of that Seinfeld episode. You call me Schmoopy. You're Schmoopy. You're Schmoopy. You're Schmoopy. You're Schmoopy. <laughs> but anyway, sometimes terms of endearment come out as a private joke or something you've shared together. And I don't even want to know what putty meant. So let's just leave it at that. And I won't tell you. Baby Names Podcast Facebook group member Brittany says she and her husband call each other Goose and Goosey. Another, <laughs> Leah W. says she calls her husband Hubbins. That's kind of cute. I like that. Not bad at all. In our family, we had many terms of endearment. Dad called mom hun, honey, sweetie pie, and he called us sweetie and sweetie pie too. He also called me lammy pie. Sometimes terms of endearment are variants on a name, too, or can morph out of a name. Like I called Miranda Mimi, then Meme. Dad called you Gumi and me Genji or Genji Pie. As you can see, nicknames and endearment names tend to overlap. The difference is that nicknames can be mean, but endearment names are usually neutral to loving. Do you know what Gumi stood for? No. Goomy Goomy Gandershmutz. Okay. <laughs> we had weird parents. Anyway, we can't forget the ones we call each other obtuse, but now they seem a little normal. I called you Mallorca, the Spanish mountain I learned about in Spanish class that was close to your name, M-A-L-L-O-R-C-A. Then Mallorca turned into York, and then Yorkie liked the dog, because the Yorkie is cute, and so are you. Oh, anyway, I called you Finey because I had a classmate named Finey in elementary school, and you were going around with the nickname Niff for Jennifer, and Niff backwards was fine, so you became Finey. Okay, so Finey turned into fine, or even just Fi, which is what you call me in person. Funny how names morph like that. Another really common term of endearment is baby, but it's fallen a little out of style since the women's movement, at least for women, because it can be seen as belittling. Isn't there even a song about that? Don't call me baby. Yep, by Madison Avenue. It's on my workout playlist. And yes, although baby or babe is still one of the more common terms of endearment, but millennials now say bae, B-A-E, which means baby, but it's a little more palatable and it's used for all genders. And you know, conversely, when you see those old movies where the woman calls her lover or husband daddy, it's just weird and creepy now. I remember back in the 70s, for some reason, it was groovy to call your significant other your old man or your old woman. Oh, I remember that. My old woman. <laughs> or sometimes you'd say ma and pa. Oh, I remember that. It's terrible. Those hippies. I'm glad that went out of style fast. You know, know, Miranda, when she knew we were working on this episode, she's like, don't you want to ask me about my terms of endearment? And I'm like, okay. And she said that she calls her husband blurb, <laughs> which kind of morphed out of babe. 
Well, now that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard. Blurb! <laughs> Some terms of endearment from around the world include the French mon chéri, my dear, mon trésor, my treasure, and get this, even mon chou, my cabbage. My cabbage! That's almost as bad as blurb. <laughs> I think I've even heard the feminine form is ma petite chou, my oh. little cabbage. My little cabbage! In Italy, they say dolcezza, sweetness, stella, star, or fragolina, little strawberry. In German, they may say schatz, treasure, liebling, favorite, or liebkin, little love, mouse, mouse. <laughs> okay, so there are some lovely compound German terms of endearment, and I'm going to try to attempt these. Nudelbärchen <laughs> means cuddle bear. Mausesanchen means little mouse tooth, and Honigkuchenfert means honey cake horse. You're my little honey cake horse. Oh yeah, we can't forget that great song from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chuchi face. And in England, they say poppet, P-O-P-P-E-T, as a term of endearment, which at first I thought they were saying puppet. But poppet is technically a little doll used in sorcery and witchcraft, basically like a voodoo doll. Weird. In Australia, your friend or lover might call you cobber, which means mate or even possum. Well, some terms of endearment even make their way onto birth certificates as given or middle names like sugar or honey. And I've known parents who call their babies bean inside the womb and then end up using that as a given or middle name. Other baby names from terms of endearment include dove, lamb, pumpkin, dulce, many food and sweet names, which we discuss in episode 11, Names from Food. There are also terms of endearment for certain roles in the family. So mom is a role, but mommy or mama is a term of endearment. Our mom, who had a parenting advice column for many years under the name Grandma Maggie, would often get letters from expecting grandparents saying they don't know what name or term of endearment they should use. Nana, Nona, Mimi, Graham... Gigi is another one, especially for great-grandmothers, because it's the acronym GG. There are so many, and some even depend on the family's culture or geographical location. Like on the Big Bang Theory, for example, Sheldon calls his grandma Meemaw. Granny is rarely used anymore, at least here in the U.S. It seems too old and conjures up the image of, like, Whistler's mother in the rocking chair. And I think nowadays we're all so much healthier in our 50s, 60s, 70s. We don't feel like we fit that granny stereotype, so we try to look for other names. In Italy, they say Nana. In Mexico, Abuelita, which is like saying little granny. Oma and Opa are Dutch for grandma and grandpa. Yaya is Greek. And of course, we can't forget Bube and Zadie from the Yiddish. So what do you want to be called when you're a grandma? Well, I think I'm only going to be a cat grandma. But if it ever does happen, I think Grandma Niff. You had brought up Niff 
in the beginning of the episode, and that was my 80s nickname in college. And the only people who call me that now are my sorority sisters, but I really like it. It sounds so carefree. What about you? I think my stepchildren are going to be the ones to have babies, and they're all Jewish, so we are probably going to go traditional like Safta Mali, since they all call me Mali. You said Bubby was Yiddish, so what is Safta? Safta is Hebrew, and Saba is Hebrew for grandpa. Oh, I get it. So is that it for terms of endearment, Thai? That's all for this segment, Yorky Dorky. Listeners, write us and tell us if you have any funny names you call your significant other or loved ones and why. And we might just read them on the next episode. And now it's time for Celebrity Baby News. Actors Jason Ritter and Melanie Linsky recently welcomed their first child together in December, but released no other information about the child. Jason is the son of Three's company actor John Ritter. Victoria's Secret model Lily Aldridge and her husband Kings of Leon musician Caleb Followell recently welcomed their second child together, a baby boy named Winston Roy Followell. Winston is of English origin, meaning from Wins Town. Winston joins big sister Dixie Pearl, who is six. Dixie Pearl! <laughs> that is such a Southern name. Dixie Pearl. Did you know that Dixie came from the Confederate $10 note, which was called a Dix or a Dixie for 10? Did not know. That's why it's called Dixie. Fight song singer Rachel Platten and husband Kevin Lazan welcomed their first child on January 26th, a girl named Violet Sky Lazan. Rachel's song, You Belong, talked about her soon-to-be baby with the lyrics, I'm patiently waiting for you to arrive. I want to meet you so much I could cry. I wonder whose hands and whose eyes you will have. I wonder if you're going to smile like your dad. Wow. Bravo talk show host Andy Cohen is a dad. The host of Watch What Happens Live announced the arrival of his first child via surrogate, a little boy named Benjamin Allen Cohen. Andy also said he named his son after his grandfather, Ben Allen. Oh, that's cute. The Bachelor favorite Becca Martinez welcomed her first child with boyfriend Grayston Leonard. It's a baby girl, but no name has been released yet. Becca appeared on race car driver Ari Luyendik's season of The Bachelor last year. Ari is also expecting a baby with wife Lauren Burnham. You know, that whole sentence doesn't sound right, but it sounds like Becca Martinez is a favorite on The Bachelor to win, but she's pregnant. Then it sounds like The Bachelor made her pregnant and he also <laughs> made his wife pregnant. Woohoo! That's a good episode. Now I'll watch. All right. Country singer Jason Aldean and his wife, Brittany Carr, welcomed a daughter this week with a unique baby name, Navy Rome. What do you think, Jen? That Navy Rome? I don't know. I I think it's easy to spell and they're both word names. And so I don't see it being a problem. I think it sounds like a perfume ad or a color scheme for cheap clothing. But anyway. 
Navy joins Big Brother Memphis, who's one, as well as half-sisters Keely, 15, and Kendall, 11. Oh, Kendall, D-Y-L. Eh, okay. Mm. Navy's not so bad. And this is not celeb news, but it does have to do with names and Valentine's Day. A zoo in the UK had a campaign to name a cockroach after your ex. Yep, you heard me. The Hemsley Conservation Center in Kent had an online form where you pay a pound 50 and they'll officially name one of their cockroaches after anyone you desire. Unfortunately, the campaign ended February 10th, a couple days before this episode airs, but A plus for creativity. Could I name one after my husband's ex-wife? You can name one whatever you want. I could even name one Yorkie. Oh, you better not. Yorkie the Cucaracha. (laughs) Well, my Cucaracha would be named Mr. Donut Ghost, but that's a story for another day. It's now time for letters from you, our listeners. Yay, we've got a couple of them. Here's the first one. Hi, ladies. We're expecting a boy in a couple of months, and we like biblical names. We already have two children named James and Leah. Our favorites are Peter, but it's my brother's name, and we're unsure if we want to repeat it. We have a good relationship, and we don't see him very often as he lives far away, but it feels a little less special since it's already in the family. If it weren't my brother's name, I'm pretty sure this would be our pick, but it's causing doubts. Reuben, my husband's favorite, but it bothers me a little that our last name is pronounced Ablin. Is Reuben Ablin too rhymey? Yes. Yes. It's it's not too rhymey. It's too blah, 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 blah. Reuben Ablin. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like that character on Fat Albert. Reuben Ablin. Reuben Ablin. <laughs> and I finished the letter. Titus kind of a random choice. I'm quite not sure if it's my favorite. My very favorite would be Levi, but it sounds too close to our daughter Leah and Luke, but it's a little too Star Wars-y in my opinion, combined with Leah, even though it's Leah. I also don't love the repeated initial. I'm wondering if we're limiting ourselves too much to just biblical names because I'm struggling to find other biblical names that we love. It's important to me that the sibling names sound cohesive. Thanks for your thoughts, Kara A. Well, what do you think, Mel? I know you don't like Reuben Ablin. <laughs> I can't even say it. Reuben Ablin. Titus Ablin. I like Titus. I, I think it kind of sounds like Titan and it sounds like a strong name. What do you think? Isn't Titus Welliger or whatever his name is? The star of Bosch, Titus Welliver. I was right. Yeah, you're right. Titus Welliver is an actor. He was also in Deadwood, which is an amazing show. He's a good actor. And Titus is also the name of a comedian, too. And he had a show for about a half a season called Titus. I think that there's a problem, though, with the nickname for Titus. Tight ass. No, just take off the U and the S. Tit? I don't think so. I I absolutely don't think people will call Titus tit. You don't think little boys are going to go, hey, tits? I don't know. It just doesn't sound the same. 
I think tight ass is more applicable. Our show has completely we have declined in two nicknames. Okay. Um, I love Levi. I think that's a beautiful name. It's very popular now. It's at the top of the charts, so you have to be aware of that. Um, but there's a lot of other great biblical names. So you can always go to babynames.com and click on search names in the menu and then names by category. And you'll be able to pull up names that are biblical because that's one of the categories. And you know what? One last word about Luke. I think, Kara, I think Luke is a great name. And I would go with Lucas. I know that Lucas is not necessarily biblical and the nickname is biblical, but Lucas doesn't have the Star Wars. Oh, it does have Star Wars because of George Lucas. Never mind. What about Luca? Ooh, Luca. Because that has become a popular alternative to Luke and Lucas. It's the Italian version. Luca means from Lucania, Greece. Well, they all mean that. But um, people are using Luca a lot now. Hmm, I like it. But she doesn't like alliteration. Well, if her very favorites are Levi and Luke, then she's going with alliteration. Otherwise, she's just going to have to do more research. But thanks, Kara, and let us know what you choose. Hopefully not, Reuben. How about Abraham? Abe Ablin. Oh, that would be awesome. Abe Ablin. I mean, because everybody knows like Zig Ziglar and things like that. Abe Ablin. I go for Abraham. Abraham Ablin. I don't know. I like it. I think it's, it's not bad. It's very memorable. Definitely. It's biblical, but it's not New Testament. Who cares? She didn't say New Testament. Peter, Luke. Reuben. The only Reuben I know is a sandwich. The only Reuben I know is from American Idol. No one's ever going to write us again. That's the problem now. Okay, you take the second letter. Dear Mallory and Jennifer, I have a copy of the Baby Names Workbook, and I am loving it. It's really helped me narrow down my name list. I bought a copy for Hub, but he hasn't picked it up yet. Anywho, that's not my problem. My problem is that I've been seriously considering a very unique Persian name, and I happened to mention it in my yoga class. It is the boy name Kairos. It's a form of the name Cyrus. Wait, spell that? K-I-R-U-S. Kairos, okay. Now, I find out that the other woman in my class is totally considering it for her child. I'm due in May. She's due in August. She just found out she's pregnant. I am livid. I know you talked about name sniping rules and how it's more egregious if it's a family member or someone close. This woman and I are just acquaintances, but I'm still mad. What should I do? Signed, Leela B. I say, first of all, in my opinion, that's really rude because Kairos is not a name that you go around hearing all the time. It's definitely a very unique name and she definitely stole it from you. She outright stole it from you. That being said, 
there probably is not a chance that your kids are going to go to the same school, although it's possible. I mean, if you how, go how to do you know? a neighborhood yoga class or something, but it, they probably, chances are, will not be in the same class. There won't be Kairos 1 and Kairos 2. But if so, that would kind of be cool in a way. I bet the teacher would be very confused. Um, I just don't see it being an issue for you and your son in your life. It really won't have an impact. But that being said, that was pretty nasty of her to do that. I think it's nasty too. And if you really think it's important to do then go up to her and ask her what she had in mind when she decided to consider it for her name list. So confront her? Not confront her in a belligerent sort of way, but ask her, you know, where did she get that name? Did you hear it from you? Did she like it? Is that why she put it on her list? Or you know, because you really wanted it to be unique. And if you use it, is mm-hmm. she going to use it? Or is if you use it, is she not going to use it? Well, remember, nobody has a copyright on baby names, you know. So you can't say, I'm going to make up this name or use this name and nobody else can have it. So that just doesn't work. Yeah, I guess you're um, right. So you can't, you can't be defensive about it. You can question her and say, Um, Where did you find this name? Was it because I mentioned it? That's a good idea. And then spit in her face. (laughs) (laughs) I know. She's probably going to say, so? Go back to your your leaning dog or whatever. Downward dog, I think it is. Oh. Anyway, okay. We're getting off track here. So if you feel like confronting her, confront her, but do it peacefully. And then just take a step back, breathe, and think about, does this really affect you and your family and your lives together? I really don't think it does. So maybe you can just let it go. I think you're right. How important is it? Who moved the cheese? (laughs) What does that mean? (laughs) Oh, you've never heard that? No. Oh, it was this 80s book, Who Moved the Cheese? That was all about like not being worked up over little things. So I don't know what the original story was, but I guess someone moved this guy's cheese and he had a huge (laughs) fight over it. And he decided that he'd never have a fight over who moved the cheese again. That's cool. I like that analogy. Don't sweat the small stuff. Don't name your kid cheese. <laughs> no. And we did hear back from listener CV who had asked us about her character names. She says this, I just listened to the podcast and the advice you gave was incredibly helpful. I'm writing a series of short stories featuring the same characters in different universes. Haven is my main female character. Aaron is the main male character. Scarletta is a main character, part of a group of assassins tied to the seven deadly sins. And hers is Lust. So we called it. That's a great name for the head of the assassins, who is also a deadly sin. Scarletta. Yep. So I think, CV, you're on the right track. And I can't wait to read that series of short stories. Sounds fascinating. 
It does, it does, it does. If you guys have questions about names or naming, write us at podcast at babynames.com. It comes directly to me and Mallory, no middlemen. So we will see your letters and we'll answer them on air if we choose to do so. Yep. So have a very happy Valentine's Day, Mal. I hope you get what you want from your hubby. I just want everlasting love. Well, you got that from me. And the big diamond. You don't got that from me. Have a great week. I'll talk to you later. You too. Love you. And we love all our Valentines out there. 